What's up, everybody? Welcome to a- another episode of our live Q&A show. Uh, this is where we answer uh, your health and wellness questions uh, live. We're, we're live. It's Tuesday night uh, when we're recording this. It's around 5.15, 5.20. Uh, we're pumped to have some people join us. Uh, we're going to answer questions live towards the end, as we always do. And we gather questions throughout the week. We've got some some amazing uh, questions that have already come in. Dr. Rogers, how's it going, man? Hey, Ben. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm pumped about getting into the show. Uh, guys, if you're with us now, we're going we're gonna to wait just a, uh, a few more seconds here. We're going to let people kind of filter through, uh, say hello. Um, we love interacting with you guys during the show. It makes it fun. <laughs> um, and we're going to go ahead and, and get started. You cool? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. First question is, what is your opinion on Sermorlin injections for women? Oh, um, well, I think women are as good as men at are. Why not? Why shouldn't women have a higher growth hormone level than men? Um, so I'm all for it. You know, um, Smorlin, which is really a peptide and which a peptide is a string of amino acids that cause an action uh, in another part of the body. They turn on a switch to um, produce something in an, a target organ. And Samorlin, some people call it Simorellin, I call it Samorlin. Um, it's a secretagogue. That means it turns on your body's own production of growth hormone. As you know, growth hormone is a repair hormone. So for people that work out, that want to age well and need to repair, then that's a good option for them. For example, I have a lot of men and women on testosterone. And a lot of times they will add that peptide Samorlin to um, uh, repair uh, from their workouts. It seems to help with uh, a lot of pain as well. Um, but as you know, when you work out, say you lift weights, you know, you're breaking down muscle so that it'll grow. That repair phase is as important as the actual um, muscle building activity itself. So. Um, that's why when you lift weights, you need to rest between days and recover. That's when you get your strength uh, uh, building up. So some more than, of course, is, is for women. I mean, just like testosterone is. In fact, women require more uh, growth hormone than men do. Um, you know, so that's an interesting fact. Um, you know, anything men can do women can usually do better so i encourage women to ask me about some moreland if they're looking at their hormones so i i definitely uh, agree with that and is there a is there a certain combination you you look at for for men or women in regards to hormone therapy and a growth hormone um or or a peptide Combinations. I mean, the, the most common ones, testosterone and samorlin. Hmm. Uh, there's there's a, a lot of other peptides, and I don't I don't want to go into them right now. But like PT one forty one, melanotan, CJC twelve ninety five, with or without DAC. I mean, it gets pretty complex. There's a lot of peptides out there. B 
BPC-157 body protection complex. Uh, works great for stomach issues. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of peptides out there. Samorlin is certainly probably the most common one we will prescribe. And great for women as well as men. You know, we were going, we were um, having a meeting uh, this weekend, and I believe you, you mentioned melanotan. You, we're going to do a, a podcast on, on that, aren't we? Yeah, at some point we'll do it. It's it's what gives you a tan. You know, if you listen to this week's uh, podcast or doctor's note from today, this morning, uh, I talk a lot about the pros and cons of getting sunshine. And melanotan, which is a peptide, it's an injectable peptide, will give you a tan. And it protects your body against um, skin cancer or burning at least. Does um, does that actually does it increase your vitamin D levels? Out of curiosity, no. Nah, okay, no. Nah, uh, very. It's a it's a very interesting podcast we did today on on sun. I encourage everybody to go uh, check that out. As uh, as about uh, the pros and cons of sun exposure. Um, Tammy, yeah. thank you for being here, Barbara. What's up, Twyla? Looking forward to uh, hanging out with with you guys this evening. Molly, what's going on? Um, all right, let's get to the next one, guys. Um, let's see here. What's with getting bit by a certain type of tick and allergies to meat? So I'm assuming what they're saying is there's a correlation between a tick bite and, uh, meat allergies. That's kind of a hot topic right now. You know, um, there is a, there is a correlation to the lone star tick, which is really common around here, probably more common than in Texas. I don't know why they call it a lone star tick, but, um, it's certainly in this area. But it's a tick that's um, has a big white dot on the on its back, so you can recognize this tick. It's pretty distinctive looking, um, and when that tick bites you, um, that saliva through the tick can transmit this this enzyme that can um, it's called alpha gal, and it can um, cause you to react and develop an allergy to meats and it's really can you can even have an anaphylactic reaction to eating meats after a while you, you may or may not get sensitized to this not everybody that gets bit by this tick it happens to but for some reason in some people um, that lone star tick will transmit this alpha gal and you could develop a meat allergy and what it typically what happens about six hours after you eat the meat, um, you start choking, you start wheezing. And you can even go in an anaphylaxis and have to shoot yourself with an EpiPen. Um, so a lot of times, again, this is kind of rare, but it happens. Um, I have one patient who suffered from this, but, um, the typical presentation will be somebody that tells you that they wake up, you know, in the middle of the night, 12 to two o'clock and they're wheezing or red, they can't breathe they're choking. And it could be because they ate meat for dinner. Um, really interesting. You can check an antibody, an alpha gal antibody test through, through certain labs and see if you have this antibody that will tell you, you cannot tolerate meats. I don't know of any cure for it other than avoiding the meats, but 
it's not real common, but really interesting. You know, we talk about all these ticks that cause Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain, etc. So this is another player in that. I mean, um, that'd be kind of hard for a lot of people not to eat meats. Is um, but, and that is specific to to East Tennessee that the Lone Star tick? No, they're all over. Okay, but uh, they're certainly up here. They're 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 all they're all over. And you um, will will you know that you have this tick bite? No, but if you see a tick that's bitten you that has a big white dot on the back, that's a Lone Star tick. You know, I treat all tick bites uh, with doxycycline or tetracycline. If somebody gets a tick bite, just to hopefully prevent Lyme. Mm-hmm. Some of the other tick-borne illnesses, it doesn't help as much. Like in the Lone Star tick, it's reported not to to help much. But I would still treat it with doxycycline just, just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but just an interesting tidbit. I'm glad you whoever asked that, ask it. Is really interesting. All right, let's go to the to the next question here. We got a few more Samoyland questions. Um, is there documented evidence, or have you seen personally, that Samoyland trochees are as effective as the injections? Well, there's no documented evidence because there's going to be no double-blind study on a compounded medicine like this. But I've certainly seen it work in both the sublingual trochee and the injectable. What I found out is that the injectable, I think, works a little faster and probably a little bit more potent. Um, you know, my dad, old-timey physician, always told me that any shot works better than a pill, so it gets in better. So, um, yeah, that's. Uh, I think the injectable is a little bit more potent. And again, this morning will will bump your growth hormone level up and. It's a very good peptide to take, for sure. All right. Thank you for that, Doc. Let's go to the, the next ones. we got a, a mass question, and I just want to remind people who are with us, if you have a, if you have a question, go ahead and put it in the comments. We're going to get to those here uh, in a couple of minutes. Normally, the first half of the show, we uh, go over questions uh, that came in through you know one of our social channels or through email. Uh, the last part we take live questions, so go ahead and put those in there. Um, all right, we got a mask question here. Are we safe to not wear masks? Uh, yeah, I definitely think you're safe to not wear a mask. You know, even the CDC has lifted the mask mandate. Um, some states aren't really following that guideline. They're still making you wear a mask, I think, in California. And it may be up to your local stores to maybe require a mask, but certainly I'm just glad to get rid of my mask and, and all. They're, they weren't very effective anyway, if any study will show that, maybe 1% effective. Certainly if you're sick, you, you want to put a mask on, you don't want to cough on anybody. But just having a you know, routine mask on certainly didn't seem to help a whole lot. Um, some people think, well, it cut down on flu and some of these other stuff. I'm not so sure about that. Um, I've read some interesting stuff about how uh, in the past year, the death rates for almost everything have been up, uh, disregarding COVID. Um, you know, we certainly haven't seen the influenza around here that uh, we usually do. But um, and I think it just reminds people, maybe personal hygiene, maybe you shouldn't cough all over everybody, you know. And uh, so in that regard, maybe it helped a little bit. 
But as far as transmitting uh, COVID, I don't think the evidence was there that, you know, it really cut down as much as they say that did. So, um, but I'm certainly not against masks, but I'm glad we're, we don't have to wear them anymore. That's all I'll say. All right. Yeah, we're starting to see um, even restaurants with, with uh, people aren't, ma- aren't having masks on anymore. It's kind of, uh, it's encouraging. Um, makes me, yeah. It makes me feel like things are heading back towards uh, towards a little, uh, little bit of normalcy. Um, okay, we got one more here. Uh, guys who are with us, um, go ahead and, and put your questions in if you have one. Uh, say hello. Um, let's see here. What am I missing? Okay, here we go. Um, and this is in regards to Samorlin. Uh, I did not put the Samorlin in there. Are there different dosages based on weight, male or female, or is it standard dosing amount? And this is in regards to Samorlin. Yeah, there are different doses. A lot of Samorlin questions today. Um, yeah, you know, with the uh, sublingual, it's either one or two milligram. I tend to usually choose the two milligram. It's a little more potent because in the sublingual than the one. Again, with weight, male or female, doesn't matter to me. It's pretty standard in that regard. Um, the injectables are pretty standard as well. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a substitute for using growth hormone, which is illegal in Tennessee, um, unless you have certain pituitary problems uh, as a kid, rarely an adult. But um, growth hormone is so expensive and so controversial. I've seen growth hormone calls, um, you know, increased in sugar le- blood sugar levels. I've seen it cause carpal tunnel. And theoretically, if you had an occult tumor, could it make it grow faster? Maybe. It's never been seen, but theoretically, I guess it could. But certainly, Samorlin is a lot more affordable and uh, safer with less side effects and not quite as potent as growth hormone. But if you can turn on your own production, you know, it's it's probably better than relying on on growth hormone shots, which you're not gonna be able to get anyway. And your and, and Samorlin uh, is something that does turn on your own production. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super cool. All right, that does take, but it takes a while. It takes two or three months before you notice much, to be honest with you. So is, is it stay a, with it. Stay with it. Give it a three month trial for sure. A three month trial, is it weekly or is it monthly? No, it's it's five nights a week. Okay. At night on an empty stomach to stimulate when your growth production, growth hormone production is the highest at night while you sleep. So five nights a week um, on an empty stomach. Yeah, at night, an hour before you go to bed. All right. That's when it works the best. All right. Well, we're going to go into our uh, live portion of the show. Uh, but before we do that, I'm going to put this up here. We got another uh, weekly Q&A show um, every single week, and that is our Diabetes Live Q&A. This is with Andy Rogers. Um, Andy has been uh, living with type 1 diabetes uh, since he was 15. Of course, uh, our sister Kelly was diagnosed when she was uh, 9. Uh, diabetes is a huge passion of his, and, and we decided that we wanted to do uh, a weekly Q&A show. And uh, so we're taking all diabetes questions. Uh, we're going to do kind of the same format as this show here. Uh, so if you, um, if you know anybody with diabetes or are concerned about diabetes, um, type 1 or type 2, 
uh, come and join us. Uh, actually, let me see. <laughs> Put this back up there for the date. Okay, it is May 20th at 545 p.m. Uh, that is a Thursday. Thursday. So I'm hoping uh, some of you uh, come hang out with us. Uh, we've had uh, we've done one episode so far, and you can find that on our YouTube channel. Just search Performance Medicine. Uh, some cool cool stuff there, and and uh, and he's got a he's man Andy's all over the diabetes, and he's got a great book that just recently came out called Andy and the Beats. He's been working on it since college. I feel like. Uh, do you remember that show? There it is, right there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a great book. Um, I'm proud of Andy for this and. It was a great play when he when he did the play. Fantastic, and he's really talented. And of course, he's really smart, especially with diabetes. He, I send most of my diabetic patients to see Andy and at type one or type two, and uh, he's really advanced with it. He studied with some of the more famous endocrinologists in the country, out in California and then Atlanta. So he knows his stuff with diabetes. So tune into that show if uh, if you. If you have diabetes or want to learn more about it or have friends. Um, and also we're having a giveaway. As a matter of fact, we're going to give one of these books away to anybody that in the drawing. So that's, a, that's super to, cool. Yeah. So come uh, listen in on Thursday night. This, this Thursday night's the first one or second one, I second guess. One. And then uh, we'll have a drawing and somebody will get a free book. Yeah. Shout out to, to Andy. Shout out to Andy and the Beats. Uh, his most, uh, I guess it's his most recent book. He's, he's, um, he's into the authoring right now, which is kind of cool. He's writing a couple different things. I'm super, uh, super proud of him. So come join us. Uh, we're going to hang out, uh, what, I, what I'm learning in, in just a couple of, uh, videos we've done with him in regards to diabetes is just, there's so much you can do. And, and he does a great job of explaining, you know, medications, uh, nutrition plans, things of that nature. So, uh, come with questions, come to hang out. Uh, we'll have a good time. That is Thursday, 545. And all right, let's go in here to the, to the questions. Uh, what's up, Robin? What's up, Morgan, Don? Uh, glad to see you guys in here. Okay. Let's see. Tammy has a question. Tammy asks, what is your thoughts about soy products and the effects it has on hormones? This is a great, great question. That is a good question. You know, there was a recent study that said it, it didn't have the allergenic properties that a lot of people think it does. Um, it's, you know, when we put somebody on an autoimmune diet, we usually try to cut out soy. But out of those allergenic type foods like glutens and um, dairy and eggs and um, nightshades, um, peanuts and that type of thing. Soy is probably the least allergenic on that list. So, but from a hormone standpoint, it sure is estrogenic, you know, at least the stuff you get here in the U S and it's usually, you know, GMO. So I, I try to avoid soy. It, it's, pre, it's pretty estrogenic, meaning that it, it turns on more estrogen production than you really want. Um, that's why it kind of helps hot flashes in some women. So I'm not a big, and I know some protein shakes or um, soy base, which I don't really like that aspect of it a lot. Um, again, if you can get soy in Japan, it's going to be a little different than soy here, and certainly fermented soy soy is better. But um, it can be it can be a hormone disruptor, so be careful with it. 
That's, that's what I'll tell you. It, this is random, but um, is egg an, an inflammatory? Are eggs inflammatory? Eggs are great foods for most people, but there's a lot of people that are allergic to eggs. Either the whites or the yolk, maybe both, but eggs can be pretty allergenic. Um, that's why if you have an egg white allergy, you should never take a flu shot because hmm. the uh, flu shots derive from well, one of the substances is egg whites in there. So um, some people don't tolerate eggs very well. It's pretty common. Interesting. Interesting. And um, all right, we're going to get to, to Twyla here. And uh, and I'm assuming this is in regards to some Moreland. Um, so she's asking, what are the benefits of Samorlin if you're not working out? Um, you may sleep better. Um, again, it's just kind of like taking testosterone and not lifting weights. You're not going to build muscle unless you work for it. Um, so it is going to work better if you're working out. But if for some reason you can't work out because of disability or whatnot, then it usually helps you sleep and maybe helps ease your pain a little bit. Um, but again, if you can't work out, definitely stretch. Um, but mm. great question though. Yeah. Great question. Do you find that a particular situation? Do you find that a lot with, um, you know, you do, you've done so much hormone therapy. Um, do you find that, that most people on hormones are, are working out or, or is it still having the same impact on the people who, who might not be working out as much? I always think is, of course, I encourage you to work out. Nothing's going to work as well unless you work out or get some daily exercise of some form or fashion. Mm -hmm. um, again, I think exercise is the most important health tool that you have. Um, it's not a weight loss tool, but it's a health tool from every aspect. So definitely encourage you to do some form of exercise. You don't need to join a gym or be in the gym for three or four hours, you, you don't need that much of a workout. You know, sometimes 20 minutes is fine for the day, but try to walk where you go, take the stairs, that type of thing. Um, you don't have to be a gym rat to, to realize the benefits of working out. And, you know, I, I, I know you're a big fan of, of bands, you know, doing some, you know, resistance training that way that's a little, little safer, um, less likely to get injured. Uh, with things of yeah. that nature. Um, I, I want to yeah. ask you this, Doc. I don't know if you've seen Morgan lately, but have you noticed, um, have you been suspicious that maybe he's taking growth hormone? Um, yes, I have, but because he's so ripped and lean and cut, you know, now he used to be slightly overweight. <laughs> um, you know, his face used to be chubby when you'd see him on TV or podcasting, but now somehow he's a lot leaner. Um, you know, his brain seems to work better. You know, he, he doesn't have the fuzzy thinking that he used to have. And, and also his mind is much sharper, I think. So I think somebody's sneaking him the real stuff. I, you know, whatever he's taking, it's got to be illegal because, you know, a man that old should not look that good and that lean and that cut. So, you know, that's my feeling about it. It's got to be something <laughs> under the table or something because I had those same, I, mean, I had those gosh, same thoughts. If you've seen the man, it's just phenomenal. <laughs> so I hope he's watching. Thank you, Morgan, for being here, man. Um, okay, let's go to, to, to Don here. The big craze is ashwagandha. Your thoughts? What does it do? Do you recommend? 
Uh, thanks. I, I, I've I've heard you talk a lot about ashwagandha. What's your yeah. What's your answer to that question? I do like ashwagandha. You know, it's one of those uh, adrenal adaptogens, meaning it it helps balance your adrenal glands out, the the stress hormones of cortisol, mostly cortisol. But um, so it actually, I think it helps it whether it's too high or too low. That's kind of what an adaptogen does. But I like ashwagandha. It's a great uh, adrenal. It gives you energy. It's it, and sometimes I use other adrenal adaptogens like rhodiola, uh, L-theanine. Uh, sometimes some of the, I think the mushrooms are good too. I, I'm going to do a podcast on mushrooms pretty soon. Mm. Um, the benefits of mushrooms, the different types, and maybe go over the different types of mushrooms. Um, so. Um, that was a great question. Great question. Great yeah. question. Yeah. Take it. Take ashwagandha, especially if you're stressed, not sleeping well. Um, you need to balance those adrenals. Do it. A great test to get on anybody is a, a, um, a four-point salivary cortisol curve where you spit in this little tube at 8, 12, 5, and 10, and I can see kind of what your cortisol levels are during, during the day. You need to be high in the morning, lower at night. Sometimes it's flat, and then you have to use a medicine like Cortef. But sometimes if it's a little screwy before you get to that flattened out point, ashwagandha is a, certainly a good adaptogen. So I like it. Are, are, you, are you doing anything for adrenals yourself, out of curiosity? Yeah, um, I, I definitely take L-theanine mm. every night. Um, and that's and for I, adrenals? There, my, in the periods of my life, I have gone on ashwagandha and rhodiola. I've done a couple of the, the curves myself and, you know, uh, tells you a lot about your sleep patterns and, you know, and your wake cycles. Interesting. Um, All right. Thank you for that, Don. The great question. Um, let's go here to, to Laura. Uh, Laura asks, should someone be on progesterone for estrogen dominance and for how long? That's a great question. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, that's one of the few things you can do for estrogen dominance. As you know, the female hormones are complex. The, the progesterone typically drops out before the estrogen, and, and you become estrogen dominant. And what that does is overstimulate your uterus and your breasts. That's why you can develop, that's when you develop uterine fibroids gross in your uterus, and also um, fibrocystic breast disease. It's usually because of estrogen dominance. So, um, yeah, definitely progesterone. A lot of women need progesterone. You know, I saw one this morning that was uh, having progesterone problems. She'd had two miscarriages because of low progesterone. And um, so progesterone is definitely um, maybe the most important female hormone. Hmm. Um, even if you don't, if you've had a hysterectomy, you still need progesterone. It used to be thought, well, you don't have a uterus to protect against the uh, too much estrogen causing uterine cancer. But I mean, progesterone has about 300 um, effects on a woman's body, um, including protection against uterine cancer, breast cancer. It's like a woman's Valium helps her sleep, relaxes her, helps keep the weight off. Um, that's why a lot of women get, um, you know, the, the, uh, belly fat around the middle, like men do when they get menopausal age or premenopausal, you don't want too much progesterone. I've seen that cause weight gain and you definitely don't want medroxy progesterone. You want 
you know, natural bioidentical progesterone made from plants. That's what a lot of the gynecologists don't understand. The bioidentical is different than what was in PrimPro, which is medroxy progesterone. It's an entirely different chemical compound. Uh, progesterone helps you sleep at night. So great question. Yes, you need to take that. And the other thing I use for estrogen dominance is DIM or broccoli extract, cruciferous vegetable type deal. Um, but uh, so have that checked. And, you, you know, we can even segmentalize your estrogens into the different types of estrogen and even run a Dutch panel to see, you know, which pathway your estrone is metabolized through and therefore what how much risk you have for uh, breast cancer and things like that. Can, can you see, can you see if someone is estrogen dominant, like through, through one of these panels? Yeah, sure. Is that just, Simple does word. that just mean that they have more estrogen than maybe what is uh, optimal? Yeah. Okay. You see someone there out the roof and that estrogen progesterone ratio is very important. Okay. So yeah, great, great question. Yeah, it's it's super. It's just super interesting um, the the balancing of all these hormones, and and I'm really really thankful that Laura asked that question because I know it's going to help so many different people. So thank you for that. Um, out of curiosity, are you putting uh, men and women on DEM? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's not just yeah. for women. Yeah, I do put men on it. I take it. Uh, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. And I want to put this up here because uh, what's what's interesting, Don is. Um, I, I love Augusta, Georgia, for one, and and we just had uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Bob Wills, on the podcast, uh, who's with, um, he's a vice president at this CBD company called Viapurin, and we had him on the podcast. We, we love Augusta. Is he, actually, does he, is he in Augusta now, or is he, uh, is he in? Uh, he's in Augusta, yeah. Yeah, okay. he gets in the Masters every year. I wish, I wish I could, you know, if I could have it ticket to the masters just one time I'd open up an office in Augusta. <laughs> I love it down there. Remember Ben, when you played a ton of yeah. tennis, Yeah, we played tennis down there before. And I'll tell you one thing in the summer, it's pretty darn hot. In Augusta, it's hot. So, but it's a great, it's a great town. And when you drive up that Magnolia lane and try to get in, they wouldn't let us in and look <laughs> around of course, but you know, it was fun and a uh, great town. I love to love to have a place there someday. Maybe, Don, Don you know. if you can do anything about that, let us know. Um, we, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Thank you for, uh, for joining us from Augusta, Don, Don. That's awesome. Um, guys, that looks like it does it, uh, for the, for the live question, uh, part of, of this show. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's with us, who's hung out, uh, these last 30 minutes. This has been, uh, so much fun as always. Um, we're going to be back, uh, next Tuesday, same time. Uh, it's generally between 515 and 545. Uh, we'll be sure to, to, to notify you through Facebook and YouTube, so make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook so that you get that notification. And, um, and I'll just go ahead and say uh, that, is a, that is a yes. Um, so, so, yes. 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 <laughs> we're coming. We're coming. Uh, we're, we're coming, Probably Barbara. Probably late summer. Probably late summer. Yeah, I'm we're, we're, we're uh, working on it, so thank you. Yeah, yeah we're, we're excited about that, um, and that's a – that is a yes. Um, so, uh, guys, uh, follow us on on Facebook to get that notification, and uh, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We'll we'll notify you when we're going on. Again, it's between five fifteen and five forty five. Uh, hope everybody will uh, join us Thursday. It's going to be me and my brother Andy 
uh, talking about uh, diabetes. So if you have any diabetes questions, uh, come join us, 545 May 20th, uh, this Thursday. Dr. Rogers, I appreciate your time as always. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get off here, and I'm going to sign us off. Thanks, man. See you next week. All right. See you guys. Hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.